Phoenix West, the Twilight Zone episode review show. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW, the Twilight Zone review. I am your host, Phoenix West. I'm doing my announcer voice. Um, Today's episode is Time Enough at Last, episode 108. Um, Debuted November 20th, 1959, well before I was born. Well before. Um, This one has Burgess Meredith as a man behind the largest, thickest glasses I've ever fucking seen in my life. It is almost comically thick. His eyes are, like, oh my god, they're they're ridiculous. I want... I wish I could describe it. It's like Froggy, or is it Froggy in the, the, uh, see the one with the glasses in the, our gang, slash, uh, what the fuck that movie's called, with little kids. Anyway, who fucking knows? I'm rambling already. Um, this is one of the most recognizable episodes. It's, uh, Rod Sterling's favorite one that he did, which is odd. Um, there, there's many more that are better. Um, with that being said, I like this episode. It's just, it's just kind of... It's like the one you hear parodied the most because it is one of the most recognizable ones because of what he does and how ironic the ending is. It's one of those things where Family Guy makes fun of it, Futurama makes fun of it. It's just one of those things. It's it's in the sub, it's in the pop culture now um, more so than people have seen the episode. Like people know the reference as the reference, they don't know where it's from or anything like that. You know what I mean? They they know it as the joke, or it just they just see it as an ironic joke. They don't see what it's for. So, but I love Burgess Meredith. He's great. He's great in Rocky. He's great in Batman. I love him in that show. Um, Because I am a 60s man. Um, Anyway, this episode is good. I don't want to say great because it has some irritating moments for me. And I will get to those. So here we go. Um, um, It starts off with a character. His name is Henry Bemis. The, everyone knows someone named Bemis. Um, this is back when Henry was a real name. Um, the only Henry I know lately is Hank from Breaking Bad. I think it's the only Henry that exists anymore. Henry Jones. If they make another fucking Indiana Jones movie. Goddamn. Anyway, he's counting back change while reading a book. at the. He works at the bank, which is exactly where you want to be mismanaging your priorities is when you work at the goddamn bank counting back change to people and obviously she's mad because he fucks it up it's supposed to be 25 he gives her 24 several times in a row she says in that case i would go hey can i not go to that guy when he's available i'm gonna go step over here um he's reading a book he should be fired that's pretty much what should happen to him and he appears to have a slight case of asperger's because she tells him what happened and he goes <laughs> yes, he keeps reading the book. He's like, "Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought there's 25. There's 25 there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry." And then he kind of like really, he has a lot of ticks, little, little weird mental things, and he says like he gets set off easily, and he doesn't seem to be ashamed or aware of what's really happening in his life, despite being 60. He should have figured some of this out. He's old enough where he has to have his pants above his belly button, which this says a lot, I guess. I know they all did back in the day, but it's well above his belly button in this episode. Um, let's see here. He, his boss talked to him. Oh, Rod's introduction to him is like, Henry Bemis, Mr. Henry Bemis, Mr. Henry Bemis. I don't know how to do his voice. Um, Burgess Meredith is 
Like, is he conspired against by society? And I'm like, no, he just reads a lot of books and newspapers. This is while he's getting taken back to the office by his boss. Because obviously that lady complained, because that's reasonable. What's her fucking money? Um, but I was like, conspired against? Like, the dude just reads a lot of books when he shouldn't be. He should not be doing that. Like, if I was masturbating while counting back change... I wouldn't be like, oh, the whole world's against Phoenix West because I can't masturbate while I work. I'm not going to be like, you, you fuck, I, I, everybody's in on it. I know it. Like, no, you just shouldn't be doing that while you work. Obviously, I'm not, I don't have Asperger's, so I don't think that. He does, I think. He, I feel like he does. And he's talking to his boss and he's like describing his reading habits. Like, I'll read anything, like a newspaper and this and that. And, and like, he's like, my wife took away, won't let me read at home. And his boss describes how he reads in the bank vault during his lunch breaks. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's, I don't see the big deal in that. It's not like there's this money loosely out. It's all in like the safety deposit boxes boxes when they show it. So not a big problem, really. I don't see why they care. It's his lunch break. Fuck it. Who cares? If he was staying late in his lunch break to read, that's a, that's a separate issue. Holy shit. This boss is overreacting. And he goes, my wife doesn't let me read at home. Like she, she hides the newspaper, she hides all the books, and then it's gotten so bad that I start to read the condiment bottles while I eat, and then she won't let me have ketchup anymore. It's like a joke, but I'm like, you're like a fucking a reading junkie. You are like addicted to reading. You have a serious problem, sir. This isn't like this isn't like he's using the information to have a better life. He's only using it to keep reading other things. He reads one thing, he's on the next, he doesn't even, he doesn't even really care. He like appreciates when, while he's reading it, but then he has to have more. And that's those are the characteristics of a junkie. That's a fucking junkie, I'm sorry. He sneaks off on his own, hides in the, hides in the, the bowels of this bank, and just got, got to get high on my, my reading. You know, I got to read my books. Got to get those words inside me. I need, just give me a book, man, I suck a dick. Well, the newspaper. I don't care, man. I was like, come on. Like, he's really fucking desperate. And he's falling apart. And he's telling his wife. And he's like, I agree with your wife. She seems like a smart lady. And then he goes home and they show his wife. And I'm like, I think that I, okay, he's reading a newspaper, which if you, if you go to IMDb, it is the main picture him sitting there with his high waisted pants reading a newspaper with his thick ass glasses and a lamp right in frame. That's really irritating. Um, anyway, put the lamp against the wall, you fucking assholes. Obviously, that's what normal people do. Nobody has a lamp in the middle of the room. Anyway, he they do this thing in a lot of movies and uh, TV shows, and you see it a thousand times, where the the passive character is so passive, he ha- he marries the worst person in history, and he's just fine with it. He just lives with it, and he's kind of like, oh, and you're supposed to go like, oh, poor him. But... Shrill, not, shrill nagging wife doesn't mean sympathetic to me. It just means, like, you made a horrible mistake. You, you need to get your fucking shit together, dude. Like, you're just a piece of, You're just a fucking wreck at this point. And it's like, just... Why are you married to her? Like, why, why would... If you're addicted to reading, and she is addicted to making you miserable by taking away your reading sources, go ahead and end that. That's over. That's not going anywhere. Or, like... You don't have to get divorced. I know divorce was shunned upon then. But, like, just, you know, don't live with her anymore. That's it. End of story. I don't see what... He doesn't have money. He sure shit doesn't have money. Who gives a shit? Just fucking leave. I don't get... How is this an issue at this point? Anyway. Um, later on, she's like, 
he's reading a poetry book. And he's he she finds it and he's like, oh, oh I just want to read. And she's like, you want to read some poetry to me? And he's like, oh, I would love nothing more. And she's like, yeah, let's let's read it to me. And she's like, I'm like, oh no, I've seen this before, but I was like, if you're watching it, you're like, oh no, like she's up to something. And then he opens the book and it's all like, like she did like a psychotic, like the movie Seven, like it made a journal out like just crazy like sharpie lines across all the book and ruined it. And she's like, she says one of the weirdest things I've ever heard. I love I love watching these old episodes. These episodes, meaning the show's old, where they say words that do not exist anymore. And the word she used, um, I lost it here, is was she's tearing apart the book and she she goes, this book is nothing but and she's like lists off all these words like it's terrible, it's boring, and it's dog roll, and that is spelled D O G G E R E L. And he's like, it's not doggerel. And I'm like, what the fuck does doggerel mean? Nobody uses that word anymore. Not one person. Doggerel. What the fuck does that mean? <sighs> anyway. Um, no idea what that means. I assume it means bad. <laughs> really, I don't know. I don't have any joke there. I just, I just, I've never heard that word before. It blew my mind. Um, and that later on, he's at work again, and everyone's being a dick to him again. Then I... I his boss is being a fucking asshole. But I don't feel bad for the guy. You know what I mean? And I realize they're using a plot device where all the characters around him have to be insane people with just these unrealistic characteristics and expectations of him. Like, do you really care if he reads? Is it really that big of a fucking deal? Or is everyone around him just a maniac? I get that he can't read while he's counting back change. That is reasonable. That is not what we're talking about here. Everyone's just, like, tearing him down because of what he's doing. Like, he's a fucking asshole and piece of shit. And, like, dude, dude, dude's just reading. He's an old man. Just let him have it. Like, who cares? It, it, I, the, the main... I guess the the big example I would have is Stanley Tucci's character in uh, the Terminal, who is just against Tom Hanks's character for no, apparently no reason. Like he's kind of irritated that he's around him all the time, but he's like viciously and like maniacally against that character for no reason, real no real reason. Like he didn't rape his wife. Like that's the level that he's in on this. Like I'm gonna fucking kill that. Like I'm gonna ruin his life. I'm just I'm gonna spend all day thinking of ways to ruin his life. Like a like the fucking coyote. I'm gonna I'm gonna get that fucking roadrunner. Like I he's like wily coyote like level obsession. Like he needs to get some fucking air or something like he needs to get his shit together is that all he has in his life uh, anyway um he goes down to the base or in the excuse me the uh the bank vault to read the newspaper while he's on his lunch break he's reading the newspaper it's the daily chronicle and the main caption says h-bomb capable of total destruction and then the little side the story says noted atomic scientist reveals possibilities of h-bomb i was like okay that's fine and then um i read that I did using my um, freeze frame skills from when I was a masturbating teenager. I, f I paused it and I zoomed in. I looked in on it and it said I was reading the other headlines or like the other stories that were in there. And one of them is a uh, savant dead in plane in Montreal, and that's fine. It's a little weird that it says savant dead. I don't. There's no story there. And then the next one says, I love this one: gem thieves in London fog. Or gem thieves get lost in London fog or something like that. I forgot what I said. But I was like, what the fuck was that? Like, this is the most international news ever for for what it was. It was like, this random little tidbits. 
and uh, I, I love I love fake newspapers and movies and TV. I always try to freeze frame and read the rest. So you'll get some fucking funny shit sometimes. Sometimes it'll just describe like it'll just say like fake news headline and stuff like that. And we're like viewer bored and freeze frames. Like I love stuff like that. I don't know little Easter eggs. And what are the odds he's reading a newspaper about the H-bomb going off? And an H-bomb goes off. What are the odds? It's crazy, right? Um, it shakes. It quakes. It, you know, he loses his, his lunch. Not, he doesn't throw up. He literally loses his lunch. Um, shit gets thrown everywhere. And uh, he goes upstairs and he finds his boss dead because he's an asshole. And he's, he has a tape recorder in his hand. You hear him rehearsing his banquet speech. <laughs> and it was pretty funny because he's like... I love triplicate, the word triplicate, because he goes, that's my banquet speech there, and it says the secretary's name, Re- reproduce that in triplicate. I'm like, I want to start using words like that. I'm like, I don't feel like people, I feel like people don't use that shit anymore, like dog roll. I want to use it. Um, he walks outside the bank, um, and apparently when H-bombs fall, when they go off, they throw up matte paintings of the apocalypse, because that's what happened. He walks outside, and, and it's just a big matte painting of the apocalypse all around him. It was really weird. I was like, what are the odds? It just, it was odd. I don't know. I, I didn't have any, I was like, ah, oh, that, that's convenient. Um, and he's, he walks to his house. Rod Serling does a mid-episode narration. I think he only does it like four times. It's weird. It, it caught me off guard. But he's walking around, he sees his, and he, he did it so unnecessarily because he goes, he sees his mailbox where he gets his mail. I'm like, they just showed it. I don't need to hear you say that. It was weird. Um, and, uh, Burgess Meredith, Henry Bemis is like, Helen, Helen. And I was like, why does he care? I'll be like, where are you, you horrible bitch? <laughs> like, nobody's around to see me murder you now. I was like, what, is, what are you looking for her for? Do you really care? She's a horrible bitch. Horrible bitch. Um, he's, he's talking to himself and that's uh, before he goes to bed and he's just like, the thing of it though is... Uh, I don't know if I want to be alive. He's talking about how he has all this alone time. And that means he shouldn't be alive because there's nobody he can talk to. He's talking about the loneliness. And then he's smoking a cigarette on a couch and he lays down. And I'm like, he immediately became homeless on a dirty couch. Coat blanket and a cigarette in his mouth. And I was like, this is the junkie I knew he was. He's so addicted to reading, he's now homeless. This really is like a junkie awareness. Like some sort of weird government warning to the citizens like go ahead and easy on the drugs they, they use books as a metaphor because it's the 50s but you, you know what they meant come on he falls asleep with a cigarette in his mouth and it like touches his coat and i was like for sure he's gonna burn to death now right maybe the rest of the episode is imagined because he burned to death but i guess not he's walking around he finds a gun and then he's like gonna shoot himself and then he finds a library and um this is the opposite of the America I know because we put the gun over the library. Like, if you find the library, you go, that's cool. Where's where's the guns? Where are the guns? Um, but this guy's like, a gun? Who cares about that? Oh, a library. Ooh. He gets excited over that. And I'm like, no, this isn't the America I know at all. This is it's not like that at all anymore. <sighs> Quaint time back in there, back then. Lovely. Um, he finds the library. He's all excited, you know? Why wouldn't he be? It's like if... You know, if I found the uh, uh, Bukaki porn section. I don't know. Um, but he makes stacks. And he's like, 
April, March, June, July, and he's like doing that in the months. So starting the months in order. I go. I know I skipped some. Um, my chair's loud. Sorry. Um, and he's you know he's running around and he's got these huge stacks and he's old and I'm like, if it starts to rain, he, he's fucked. Those books are gonna get wet and he doesn't give a, He's old. He's not gonna be able to clean them up that fast. There's no way. He just he's so. I know he's kind of like delirious because the world just ended, but he's so excited now and like go ahead and. Take care of those books. It's the last ones you'll get. Like, what are the odds that another library didn't get blown up? Everything. I love the fact that everything is decimated, just rubble, like ash. And there's a couple desks, but they're like fucked up. But the library is pristine. You can read the sign outside. You can. The books are in tip-top shape. Apparently, this this library was aware that the H bomb was built, and they're like, it could go off at any moment. We, I read it in one of our books, ironically. We need to go ahead and prepare for this. Uh, maybe they got the same newspaper just ahead of time. Some sort of weird... Another Twilight Zone episode, maybe. Who knows? Um, he reaches for the book that he dropped. And then he does a, he kind of trips a little bit somehow. And then <laughs> breaks his glasses. And they're loud as shit when they break. And then the part that bothered... I was like, what? Okay, that's fine. And then he reaches for his glasses to see if they're broken. And he grabs the book on accident and then proceeds to flip the book open and flip through some pages. And then goes, wait, wait, glasses aren't made of paper. (laughs) Foolish me. And then grabs his glasses. And I was like, what the fuck was that? Why didn't he just flip through that book first? Is it that first, like, is it second nature for him to just flip through books and then go, oh, yeah, sorry, anyway. Uh, There's like, why did you do that? the, The glasses weren't in the book, obviously. You, you. Asperger's dummy. Obviously, they're not in the book. Um, it's weird. I don't know. I, I found that a little odd. A little weird. And then we, and he holds them up, and he does that whole classic line of like, "That's not fair. That's not fair at all. At all. There was time. Now there was time. I there was all the time I needed. It's not fair. It's not fair." And I was like, maybe he could read the inside of the barrel of the gun. Real close look. And then The Book of Smith and Wesson. That's a good book. I, he should have blown his fucking brains out at that point. That's what. That's how this episode actually ends, you realize. I think people think it's a happy end. Like, not a happy end, but like ironic. And like, oh, he's stuck there. Like, no, no. He blew his brains out 30 seconds later. I wouldn't even give him 30 seconds. Maybe, well, okay, maybe five minutes because he doesn't have glasses. He had to find the gun. He's going to blow his brains out. And in the worst case, he's in his 60s, right? I think Burgess Meredith must have been old as shit when this, this episode was made. He had to be. Um, yeah, he was born in 1907. This is made in 59. So he's in his late 50s. And there's no medicine. There's no whatever. He said there's plenty of food. But he's going to die soon anyway. So if he doesn't blow his brains out, he's got a couple months, Maybe. He's going to bump into some shit, cut his arm, get infected, and die. Get some gangrene, die. You know, that's it. That's really, it ends sadder than you think it does, actually. Blowing his brains out is the better alternative right here. Um, anyway, with that happy ending, I advise you to go to loiteringinwonderland.com. Loiteringinwonderland.com. It's the name of the show. L-I-W, that's what that means. We have 11 shows on there. A bunch of TV reviews, movie reviews, comedy shows. I have, a, I have a new show on there. The Phoenix West Show, that is. It's They're all funny. Go check them out. Rate review on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. 
Do your thing, guys. YouTube.com slash LAW podcast. Or Loading Wonderland, I forget which. Anyway, Facebook.com slash Loading Wonderland. iTunes. iTunes, what? No, st- Twitter. There we go. Twitter and Instagram are LAW podcast. There's so many different things, social things I got to do. I spent half my day like updating shit, I swear. Um, there's lots of stuff you can do. Go check it out. Leave reviews. Let me know what you think on this. Um, I love reviews. I love positive reviews. I love negative reviews. I don't give a shit. Let me know what you think. And by that, I mean send me an email to loiteringinwonderland at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. Um, I respond back no matter what. I prefer lovely shit, not negative shit. But if you're negative, that's fine. That's you. I don't want to change you. I love you. Anyway, um, this was time enough at last. Time enough at last, I swear. Um, Anyway, thank you, citizens.